Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey. Oh, my God. Here we go. WNRQ, Nashville. Broadcasting from the Moonshine Harley-Davidson studio. It's the Josh Innes Show. On 105.9 The Rock. Nashville's classic rock. Howdy, hi, friends, and welcome in. Josh in battle today on this Friday. David Crosby died yesterday, of course. It's interesting because David Crosby, although he was part of the Birds and part of Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, which people consider to be a super group, which I guess in a technical sense it is. But when I think of super groups, I think of, I don't know, like damn Yankees is mm-hmm. a super group. But then when you really break it down, I guess every member of Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young had some form of success in another group, too. So I guess it's a super group. But out of all the music and stuff, I think that David Crosby is most known for being the guy that provided the specimen for Melissa Etheridge's, by the way, two kids, a son and a daughter. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. I thought it was just a son, son and daughter. Like, I couldn't tell you a Crosby, Still, Nash, Young song, but I could tell you about the whole situation between, you know, him donating his seed to Melissa Etheridge. Yeah, a lot of Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, a little CSNY, they don't play a lot of that anymore. Ohio would be one of them. Of course, Southern Cross, I think, is the one that still gets played a lot. At least some. A lot of the other stuff doesn't. All right, Josh in the show. Friday. Legs on the Rock. 1059 The Rock, Nashville's classic rock. Josh in his show. She got legs, knows how to use them. ZZ Top. A little shot of SoCo this morning to wake your asses up on a Friday. Band from Springfield, Missouri. Ozark Mountain Daredevils. Jackie Blue on the Rock. Your morning shot of SoCo. Ozark Mountain Devils. Was that Daredevils, I should say? Jackie Blue. Josh in battle today. Welcome in. Preds lost last night, 5-2 to St. Louis. I think they're at home tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Though, they they? play the Kings, I believe. Are you working that one? I am not working no. that one, no. But, uh, so tomorrow they play the Kings. Today they, uh, well, last night rather, they lost to the Blues. 5-2 to two was the final on that one last night. Uh, welcome in, everybody. Glad you're with us. Josh and Battle today on a Friday. We have got Night Ranger tickets. We have got Adam Sandler tickets. We have got lots to do today, including Rock the Vote. Battle goes for a clean sweep today. Break out the brooms, baby. So we got lots to get into. We're glad you're there. Make sure you stick around. Josh Innes Show. 105.9. Here's Rock. your 105. So they're still trying to legalize pot in Tennessee. Still trying. Trying. I don't understand how it can happen, but they're still working on it, trying to become the 22nd state to have legalized recreational marijuana. Uh, but get this. Here's a little piece of uh, statistic for you. In a poll conducted by Middle Tennessee State uh, University, 81% of Tennesseans say pot should be legalized to some degree. But here's the part I find interesting. 
Only 37% say it should be legal for personal use. What else are you going to do with it? Like 44% say it should be only legal for medicinal use. Just legalize this stuff and let's move on. I think- Figure it out. Like, like Again, 81% of people say here in Tennessee by this poll, okay, 81% of people say it should be legalized to some degree. And oh, by the way, that poll is from now almost five years ago. I guarantee you that number has gone up. People want legalized pot. That's what they want. Give the people what they want. Exactly. And here's the thing is like you you look at what uh, Colorado was the first to legalize this, right? I believe so. I think so, yeah. So look at how much money they brought in when they legalized it with taxes and I would assume that the crime but rate went down. But I'm not even worried I'm not even worried about that. Like the le- like the 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 money that the state can make, I'm not even worried about that. The people want it. Figure it out. People want legalized pot. You've got your legalized beer, you've got your legalized liquor, you got your legalized narcotics and pills and everything, mm-hmm. all this stuff, opioids, I should say. You've got all this stuff, bad stuff, yet somehow pot is the biggest issue and you can't get the stuff legalized. People want it. Again, I've never smoked it. It's not something that means anything to me. I don't plan on smoking pot, right? But a lot of people do. And I'll tell you, back in college, I would smoke pot all the time because it helped with anxiety for me. And that's what got me off of, like, taking Adderall because I had ADHD. And, like, it was perfect. Like, the anxiety was gone. And you'll see a lot of health benefits once that is legalized. And I think a lot of people are not seeing the health benefits. They're just seeing it's pot. It's the devil's lettuce. It's not good for the— But but the thing is, I don't think people are seeing that. 81% 81% of people say the stuff should be legalized, and that was five years ago. So I don't think that there's a large number of people who are living in this archaic mindset that, oh, it's the devil's lettuce and all that. I don't think people are doing that. The vast majority of people want it. And even the people that don't smoke it are probably people, the vast majority go, I don't care if you smoke it, it doesn't impact me. And if you really think about it, you can go into a liquor store and buy 24 Coors Lights right now. You can go into a liquor store and buy, or a gas station and buy a tall boy. You can go into a liquor store and you can buy all the booze you want. You can go out and you can take pain pills. You can do all this, yet somehow pot is an issue for people, and I just don't get it. Like, this idea that there are people that are vehemently opposed, sure, there are probably some, but not many. And those people are dying off. Pot is an extremely mainstream thing. Marijuana is extremely mainstream. And by the way, it does help with the things that you mentioned. So Right, and I would like to hear from, and I'm sure there's a listener out there. I mean, most of our listeners would agree that they want the pot legalized. But I want to hear from, like, somebody who doesn't want it legalized. You know, I want to hear, like, their reasoning behind it. Why they think it shouldn't be legalized. All right, so if you want to get in, you can. You can get in, 615-737-1059. 615-737-1059. You can text the word ROCK in your message to 64895. Once again, they're going to try it. The Democrats want to legalize recreational pot. It feels unlikely, but get something done. The people want it. The people want their weed. Figure it out, damn it. All right, you can get in. 615-737-1059. Welcome to Friday, everybody. Van Halen. It's hot for teacher on the rock. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
81% of those surveyed five years ago in the state of Tennessee think that pot should be legalized to some degree, and I guarantee you that number is higher currently. The free all-cannabis bill uh, from Heidi Campbell, Senator Heidi Campbell, that's what we're talking about right now. People want legalized pot, make it happen. Let's go to the phones. Hello, Greg, you're on the rock. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, good morning, guys. I just wanted to speak to that topic of discussion for this morning. And, uh, you know, probably if, in fact, uh, you know, weed is legalized in the state of Tennessee, I think that you'll probably see like an inflated number come about that will say, you know, that marijuana use has increased 800 percent or whatever. I mean, that's impossible. Not that many people is going to start smoking pot overnight because it's legal. They already do. And so I think it may bring a negative connotation to the legalization of weed. Yeah, I don't know that I agree with that. I, I get where, where you're going if somebody wanted to use a negative on that, but I don't think they would. I Here's the thing. I don't think people view pot negatively. Like, it's not like this is 1960. I think people understand the impact of pot in a positive way. Are there some people that are just flat-out bum stoners that sit around in their beanbag chair and play video games all day? Sure. But ultimately, what it comes down to is I think that the stigma about pot has been so far removed and it's so mainstream that I don't think it's that big of a deal to people. Uh, let's see here. Sheila, thank you for holding. You're on the rock. Go ahead. What's up? Hey, how are you? I'm great. Good. How are you? Good. Tell me about pot. I, oh, man, it's a wonderful thing. Um, I have severe PTSD, anxiety, depression, and I'm going to tell you, if I could do that all the time, I wouldn't have to take any other kind of narcotics. Now, do you still smoke pot, like find it from somebody? Absolutely. And where, and, and, and not to Absolutely. out anybody, but where do you get pot? Um, there's a guy that I know. See, wouldn't it be nice if you didn't have to meet up behind, you know, the Walmart somewhere and get pot? You could just go into a store and say, hey, just as easy as it is to go to the pharmacy and get the Lexapro. Wouldn't it be nice to walk in and say, hey, I need X amount of pot for my yeah. uh, prescription? Wouldn't that be nice so you don't have to feel like you're doing That's something yes, dirty? Yeah, like your insurance pay for it. Exactly. I'm with you, Sheila. What do you have PTSD from? Um, our house burnt down and I lost my mom in the fire cause I couldn't get to her. Oh, that's rough. I'm sorry to hear that. That's terrible. And, uh, and you smoke yes, pot to kind of help you level you. out. Oh yeah. Every day. No, I understand. And my I wish husband doesn't smoke it at all. He never has, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't care that I do it. See, and that's the thing is, and I think a lot of people who have kind of traumatic things or maybe have anxiety, would benefit from it, but some people still get weirded out by it based on stigma. Like my dad, who's got very bad anxiety, my, always thinks he's having a heart attack. I mean, my dad's a mess. But my dad sits around and takes Lexapro and Lorazepam and all these other things, and I'm like, Dad, stop taking Clonopin and just smoke pot and see if that helps you because these pills are doing no good for you. Right. Yeah, so. I tell you, you know, when I was growing up, everybody said, oh, if you smoke pot then you're going to go to the harder drugs. Well, you know what? I never have. Hey, hey, Sheila is not doing blow or heroin, and she likes (laughs) her pot, damn it. 
Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sheila. And that's the thing with like pot, and maybe maybe the the few people that are like that are against it, the politicians that are against it, maybe they're uh, backed by some of those pharmaceutical people. Because maybe once pot is legalized, could people stop getting away from antidepressants and all these big pharmaceutical companies that are pumping you with drugs? It's and, possible, yeah. and all that stuff. And then those pharmaceutical companies don't have that money anymore. It's possible, yeah. And I tell my dad that all the time because he, again, he's on Clonopin and Lexapro, and then he'll try to quit them, and then he'll have like some sort of weird meltdown mm-hmm. where he ends up in the hospital. And I'm like, Dad, try smoking pot or even edibles. Try a gummy or something yeah. just to see if it helps you. But again. I and, and this survey is from five years ago, but it says that eighty-one uh, percent of the people surveyed in Tennessee want pot legalized in in some manner. I guarantee it's higher today than it was then. So uh, anyway, you want to get in six one five seven three seven one zero five nine. Got the news coming up, and we have got rock the vote. Two new songs for you to choose from. Will battle make it a clean sweep? Well, we will find out. The Josh Innes Show on one zero five nine. The Rock. Well, we've discovered one thing, that uh, people that listen to The Rock like to talk about pot. Will Billy, you still there, brother? What's up? Yes, sir. I'm still here. What you got, ma'am? You know, it's crazy. You know, I can touch on two different, you know, like I've been to prison, got PTSD, you know, and uh, right now it's illegal for me to smoke. But I can go down to any pharmacy, whatever, doctor, get uh, prescribed Xanax, you know, whatever, you know, and that's legal. And, you know, that's crazy, you know, because that alters you different, you know. That that sends, you know, imbalances and stuff, you know. Uh, they don't want to see me on those Xanaxes. But I could smoke pot, I'm chill, everything's good, you know, but that's illegal to do. What did you go to that's jail for? Uh, I went to prison, you know, for fighting, and then when I was in jail, uh, some of me and my comrades, uh, we had a window busted out. We was getting stuff in, and uh, that got me seven and a half years, and then they sent me to another jail and uh, helped some people escape. You know, that got me two and a half tacked on to Wait, wait, are are you, you like Andy Dufresne? Like, you really, (laughs) so what, what were they bringing in? Oh, we had half gallons of whiskey, pot, whatever, playing cards, uh, just uh, necessities, tobacco. Look at you. It's like good fellas. <laughs> yes, sir. Gotcha. It was Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotcha, Will. But that's interesting. So you're you're out now. What do you do? Uh, I set up uh, job site trailers right now. Okay, but you, and if you and if you smoke pot, you could get arrested. You said. Oh, yeah, it could violate my parole, you know, send me back over nothing, you know, uh, just pot. Well, yeah, and th- and thank- don't do nothing, don't do pills, don't do nothing else, you know. Gotcha, and no, I feel you. Thing. You just got to struggle through it right now. And they talk about, oh, uh, Tennessee and all this, this is the Bible Belt. Brother, where at? Like, you can go to any county and marry another man. You can go down to Nashville, get your goober cut open, chucked inside of you, change your name. I mean, where at? I mean. But you can't get pot. But you can't get pot. You can't get pot. You know, it's whatever, you know. But, you know, you got pills in schools and all this stuff, you know, like you said, big pharma. And it's down every day to work and I mean, it, the benefits outweigh the negative. I mean, no, I'm with you, brother. Hey, hey, no, I'm with you, brother. I gotta let you run. I appreciate it, but I agree. I agree. Here we go. 
WNRQ, Nashville. Broadcasting from the Moonshine Harley-Davidson studio. It's the Josh Innes Show. On 105.9 The Rock. Nashville's classic rock. Well, welcome to Friday, everybody. Here we go. We were talking about that because um, there is this... Once again, it feels like every other week there's some story about legalizing pot in Tennessee, which should happen, by the way. It should be legalized everywhere. Absolutely. I stand by it. If you're going to walk into a gas station and you can buy trucker speed and you can buy beer, if I want it right now, I could go to the Twice Daily and buy a tall boy. Mm-hmm. I can go get a hot dog and a tall boy and go. Nobody's going to say a damn thing, but somehow if somebody wants to smoke a little grass in the morning... Instead of taking a Xanax, that's a terrible thing. So, uh, But we're glad you guys are hanging out with us. We have got to do the uh, the Rock the Vote here in just a few minutes. We'll see if Battle can make it a clean sweep today. But first, go. Go. 105.9 The Rock. Here's what's in the news today. You should know on the Josh Innes Show. That's right, everybody. All right, Battle. Tell me what's shaking in the world today. Well, while we're on the topic of talking about drugs, there is a new thing that people are smuggling in across the border, and it's not drugs this time. Not drugs. It is eggs. Egg. Well, eggs are expensive they now, They are man. super expensive, and uh, the Border Patrol is seeing a jump in egg smuggling from Mexico into the United States, and they had to release an issue, uh, release a statement saying, as a reminder, uncooked eggs are prohibited entry from Mexico into the U.S., Failure to declare agricultural items can result in penalties up to $10,000. This is the sad state of affairs where people are risking getting busted for smuggling eggs into the country. Now, granted, now if they're smuggling them, I would imagine they're smuggling them for the sake of selling them for more than mm-hmm. they're worth, obviously. But this is where we are. Jilly went to the store the other day. She said, yeah, you know, that I'm, like some of these places have eggs for like six or seven bucks a dozen. You know what I like? I like going to the farmer's market and scoring my eggs, a little cage-free action yeah. when the farmer's market's cooking. If I'm these people, I mean, honestly, I mean, you hate to rip people off, but I'm so, if I'm someone selling eggs at a farmer's market right now, you know what I'm doing? I'm like, yep, yes, sir. Uh, Ten bucks. You want them? Here you go. <laughs> Here you you got to cash yeah. in. You got to strike while the iron's hot. It's business. Like, I was asking my wife the other day because we were talking about how expensive the eggs were, and I was asking her, should we just, like, try to buy chickens? Like, save money? Well, you say that. That's not a horrible idea. I know a guy in Texas, strangely enough, used to be a sponsor of my podcast, and his name is Chicken Mike, and Chicken Mike sells chicken coops, like these high and nicer than my house. (laughs) These chicken coops were nicer than the house I live in currently, okay? Big mansions for chickens, and then he just gets his own eggs. And and it's solid for you. Like, the investment is smart for a long-term investment. And I've never done it because I'm not going to have chickens. I'm not, you know, Mr. I'm not Sam Drucker over here or anything like that. I'm not You're not Mr. Old McDonald? No, I'm not. That's not what I do. But there's a lot of people. And I'm talking about in suburbs. I'm talking yeah. about in the heart of cities. In their backyards, people have chicken coops. Mm-hmm. And they build these mansions for their chickens, and then they have their own eggs. It's a solid investment, actually. So if you're somebody that wants to do that with how expensive eggs are, maybe you call my buddy Chicken Mike, and he'll get you hooked up. I'm curious how much a chicken costs. Like, well, I know well, the chickens the- aren't expensive. The coop, now you can get a real low-end coop, but you want to treat your chickens nice so they pump out some good eggs right. for you, I assume. So it's not really that expensive. Like you invest in the nice coop, and it's I'm sure it's heated and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. The chickens themselves are not that expensive. 
I wouldn't imagine. I'm sure we have plenty of listeners who know all about chickens and their coops. But if you'd like to get in on that, 615-737-1059. But yes, I would invest in a chicken coop. That is an unpaid advertisement for my friend Chicken Mike. Call him. He'll have it. Sh- they <laughs> ship these things. They literally ship like chicken fully coops. built. Well, I or think, do you have to put it together? I, I'm not sure. I'm not positive on that. But they will ship. I think they might ship them put together. I'm not sure. Either way. Uh, that's a solid investment. You'll have eggs forever, and you can turn around and sell them. Oh, so you can yeah. have your own and sell them. It, the chicken coops are the gift that keeps on giving, friends. Josh and Michelle rock the vote. Coming up, will battle make it four in a row? We'll find out. It is day four of Rock the Vote. Battle's got a song. I've got a song. We sell it. You decide which song gets played. Battle has won four con- or three consecutive days, mm-hmm. looking to make it number four. Battle, what is your song today? You know what? I'm not, I'm going to actually let you go first. Oh, you, oh so I'm going to let okay. you go first. Oh, well, thanks. All right. Well, I'll sell it to you. I'll sell it to you right now. It's Friday, and I'm looking for something to get your blood pumping, to get your juices revving, to make you rock hard, baby. And we used to do it every Friday back when we did the flamethrower. But now that the flamethrower has gone the way of the dinosaurs, I give you the money man. To me, that's a Friday tradition. Shaken from the money man. Battle, what do you got? I like that. Solid play. A little reminiscing. Getting the the audience excited about the flamethrower and being sad about it. I'm going with a song that you've been busting your ass all week. You're ready for the weekend. You're ready to crack open a cold one. You're ready to party. I'm going with Loverboy. Everybody's working for the weekend. weekend. It's going to make you sing in the car. I'd still take shake. Who wants to work for the weekend? What does that even mean? I love you, Loverboy. I love you, Mike Reno. Who's working for the weekend? We've all been working all this week to celebrate and party for the weekend. Watch some football. You've been working all week. It's going to get you dancing in your car. You're going to turn it up. I'm still taking the money, man. I think I'm winning this one today. I don't know, man. I feel good. I don't think I you are. I feel good today. Time now, to bust out the brooms. Now, if you want to uh, vote, text the word ROCK and your vote to 64895. The word ROCK and your vote to 64895. Is it Loverboy working for the weekend? Is it any money shaken? We'll find out here in about 10 minutes on The Rock. The Josh Innes Show. On 105.9 The Rock. 105.9 The Rock. Rock the vote. In the most hotly contested vote we've had yet, a difference of six votes determined the winner of today's Rock the Vote. Oh, really? And today's Rock the Vote winner is me. Congratulations. Congratulations. I'm the goat. Oh, is it a goat? I'm back. I'm back. All streaks must come to an end, just like Goldberg's. Rock the vote winner today. The money man. Doing a little shaking on this Friday. Crank it up real loud. Hi, Nate. What's going on? Hi, I'm, I'm coming, calling to talk about the great cannabis debate that we've been having on the air this morning. Absolutely. Of course, it's in the news again because there's talk about legalizing pot uh, in the state of Tennessee. What you got, brother? Okay, so before COVID hit, 
Um, I did live in Massachusetts for a couple of years. And let me tell you what, being able to walk into a dispensary and being able to walk in, get product, walk out, have it in my car, being able to drive home without worrying about getting pulled over was one of the best feelings I've ever had in the entire world. Now, did you smoke just because you enjoyed it? Did you smoke because you needed it for something? It was a little bit of both, but mainly for the enjoyment of it. Um, I kind of compare it to like how people get into craft beers. Because it's not just, oh, here's your weed, get out and go smoke it. No, it's a whole experience up there. Uh, the bud tenders up there are super knowledgeable. When you walk in, they got this whole little list that they pull out, and they ask you what you want, what you like, what your ailments are. It's, it's not just like going to your buddy's house, picking it up, and leaving. It's a whole experience. And I hope that you get that experience here because it's absurd that you don't. Absolutely. Now, it's not a sit now. There are, like, rules and regulations up there like there is for anything. Now, you can't just walk out the dispensary and go in your car and light up in the parking lot. Now, are there people that break the rules? Absolutely, but there are repercussions. And the only bad thing about it up there in Massachusetts is it's taxed to hell. It is taxed. It is taxed. <laughs> well, hey, but you know what? That's a sacrifice for it, I guess. Can people uh, have their own grow shops and everything? Can people sell their own weed? No, but there are people that do. That's why it's legalized up there. You can get in trouble for it like you would down here, but you know it's not going to be as heavy-hitting like it is here in Tennessee where if you get caught growing stuff or selling it out of your house, you're going to go to jail for a long time. They'll come and take it. You'll get hit with a hefty fine. Now, depending on the cases, you can get hit with some jail time, but it's not like down here. You can have a certain amount of plants that you can grow for personal use up there, but you can't necessarily sell it legally out of your home. Gotcha. Thank you, Nate. Appreciate it, brother. I'm curious how easy it is up there to like apply for that license. Like, Is it just kind of like a normal store and you just go to the, I guess, I, I don't know, but City I think Hall whatever say, hey. it is, the things need to happen here. It's absurd that it's not. Again, I can go into the gas station right now and buy a 25-ounce Coors Light, but people can't buy pot. It's preposterous is what it is. 105.9 The Rock, Nashville's classic rock. Josh and his show. It's Josh in battle. Dumbass of the day coming up. How far would a worker at a Taco Bell go to screw with a rude customer? We'll have that. Dumbass of the day after Billy Joel. 105.9 The Rock. It's the Josh Innes Show's Dumbass of the Day. Dumbass! And the Dumbass of the Day comes to us from Denver and the Colorado Rocky Mountain High. So here's the story. A guy went to a Taco Bell near Denver and got into it with employees because the soda machine wasn't working. Okay, fine. So they gave him an extra burrito to kind of calm things down. Like, sir, I understand that the soda pop machine's not working. So here's a burrito as a show of a good faith. I would have been okay with that and just drove off. But here's the thing. This gentleman ate this burrito and not that long after, almost died. Oh, now that now that's where the question is. All right, this is interesting. So, a hospital, the hospital that this uh, customer went to, 
after he uh, almost died from eating this burrito, this hospital called the cops and reported that this gentleman had been poisoned. No. And the poison definitely came from the burrito. Oh. They found rat poison in this guy's burrito. Now, the question is whether or not the worker or workers at the Taco Bell actually poisoned this guy or not. Now, the manager says they don't even have rat poison at the Taco Bell. Mm Mm-hmm. And that this dude is a regular who's caused problems before. So maybe they're kind of posing that this guy had done it to himself to get the place in trouble. Yeah. Which to me, that's a long way to go because you're ticked off about a soda pop machine. Or a long way to go because you're that committed to the bit of being a dick, basically. Uh-huh. That you're going to poison yourself to try to get a place shut down. Like, I... I I find that hard to believe. And you also run the risk of, like, you know, dying. dying? Yeah, that <laughs> might it might play into it. Unless this guy really studied it and Googled it and saw how much rat poison he could eat. You right. Know, before if I you eat two pellets, I think I should be fine. I'll just go to the hospital. I don't think, yeah. I'm but, not, no. But the Taco Bell has been closed down, but then they opened it again. And now they're combing through security footage. And looking, and the investigation continues. They are investigating as an attempted homicide, so they think that somebody at the Taco Bell finally snapped and said, "It's over. I'm tired of you being a dick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you down, brother." Yeah. So, also, would you want to eat at a Taco Bell that ha- that you find out that there's rat poison there? No. It depends on how hungry I am, I suppose. <laughs> it depends is it the how only- much you drink too. Is it is anywhere else open? <laughs> I don't know. Great question. Josh and his show. Friday. Glad you guys are with us. Adam Sandler tickets coming up at 810. Oh, and I forgot to give away Night Ranger tickets. For your own birthday bash. What am I doing? We'll have those for you as well. Lock it in. Rip it off. ACDC on the ROCK. So somebody's going to get laid tonight, or at least we hope so, and that somebody is Joel because Joel won the Barry Manilow tickets. Congratulations. And he won the hotel at the W Nashville and dinner and everything else. So Joel is going to see Barry Manilow tonight with, I'm assuming, his lady, maybe his man. I don't know. You're not here to judge. I don't judge at all. Hell, I'm going to see Barry Manilow tonight, and here's my dilemma. My lady said, screw you, I'm staying home to watch wrestling. That is legitimately what my wife told me. Exactly what she said? I said, so I got Barry Manilow tickets. Uh, Do you want to go? She goes, screw you. I'm staying home to watch wrestling, and I'm making a cube steak. Ooh. That is what my wife told me. So it appears that uh, I'm going to see Barry Manilow alone. She sounded more manlier than you then for that second. I know. So I'm going to see Barry Manilow. Look, I want to see Barry Manilow. Guy's a legend. I scored some ticks. I want to go. Now I'm going alone. Are you wanting me to go with you? Well, I don't want to ask. Uh, Just but, ask. But um, I look, I have an extra ticket. Would you like to see the Barry Manilow show with me? Of course I would. Okay. I will go. I will go see Barry Manilow with you. Okay. Well, then we're going to see Barry Manilow yes. together. And what can. Just only be dubbed the gayest experience ever. <laughs> I'll buy the beer the first round. 
We'll, we will we will go see Barry Manilow together. Holding hands? Neither one of us are getting laid. <laughs> just so you know. Stevie Nicks on the rock. We got the news coming up here in just a sec. Included, you will hear the latest on Alec Baldwin. I'm in, I'm torn on this story, and I think a lot of this is politics. We'll get into that. And there's a reboot that NBC really likes. Right now, The Ocean. WNRQ, Nashville. Broadcasting from the Moonshine Harley-Davidson studio. It's the Josh Innes Show. On 105.9 The Rock. Nashville's classic rock. Today is a significant day in music history. 50 years ago, 1973, the killer Jerry Lee Lewis made his first appearance at the Grand Ole Opry. Mm-hmm. Of course, Jerry Lee in the 50s was Elvis. Like he was going, he may have topped Elvis at one point. And then, of course, he... Um, you know, married his 13-year-old cousin, and then he was no longer popular. Yeah. Then he reemerged as a country artist and had a very successful second act as a country artist, right? Well, his debut at the Opry was 50 years ago today, but there were two conditions that he had to accept before he could play the Opry. What were those conditions? Number one is that he would perform only country songs. Okay. And number two is that he would not use any profanity at the Opry. He broke both of those rules. I wonder what profanity he used. Does Uh, it say? I know, but I mean, he used profanity. Back in the, who knows, early 70s at the Opry, there's a lot of things that could have been profane to consider. I mean, I don't know if it was the F word or what, but he said something profane and he broke both rules. I like how those are the two conditions to not play the Opry. Like, (laughs) hey, don't sing country songs and don't curse. Oh, you banged it out with a 13-year-old? That's fine. You can play the Opry. Just don't do these two things. You can F, just don't say. You can F a 13-year-old. Just don't say you f a 13-year-old. 105.9 The Rock. Here's what's in the news today. You should know on the Josh Innes Show. All righty. Friday. We got football tomorrow. Football Sunday. Hope the Bengals mm-hmm. win. I'm rooting for the Bengals. I hate the Bills. I don't know why. I just really dislike the Buffalo Bills. I'm rooting for the Jags to beat the Chiefs. So am I. Think so. I think they could do it. Uh, I don't, but I'm rooting we'll for see. it. We'll see what happens. All right, what do you have? So it's been a minute since this has kind of been the headline in the news, but uh, Alec Baldwin making headlines again from the the Rush shooting from the movie set where he killed the girl. Yeah. So Alec Baldwin and then Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, who is the uh, film's head armorer, uh-huh. got hit with involuntary manslaughter charges yesterday. Both of them. Here's my problem with this. Now, everybody who knows the story is that... Alec Baldwin fired the gun that Mm -hmm. killed this woman. I don't believe that it's Alec Baldwin's responsibility on a movie set, because I'm sure this has happened a billion times, where someone fires a gun that they're given by a prop master or somebody else who knows what they're doing. Here's what's happened with this, ultimately. And I don't like Alec Baldwin. He seems like a jerk anyway. But I think what's happened here is it's become super political. And Alec Baldwin is an anti-Trump type of guy, did the Trump on on SNL and everything, right? And I think there are a lot of people that have wanted to bring this guy down for no other reason than he hates Trump and that he's a left-wing wacko dude, whatever in their eyes. And therefore, uh, that's why they're making a big deal out of this. 
I don't think it should be the responsibility of the guy on the movie set who's handed a gun by somebody and says, hey, this is good to shoot, let's go. Now, I think part of it is to see a producer of the movie, too, I think is is kind I of believe, what one of the big angles is. I believe so, So I yes. get that. There's a, an, an element of responsibility in there as well. But um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of this is more political than people really caring that somebody died. It's that a lot of people hate Alec Baldwin and they want to bring the guy down. My thought process after you see both of them getting charged with involuntary manslaughter, which, by the way, if they are convicted of these charges, uh, they both face a maximum sentence of five years. Yeah. I feel as if in this situation... He's probably going to get off somehow. He's either going to settle out of court, he's going to pay something. I think the girl that was the the film's head armor was probably going to be the one that's going to get charged the most. Yeah, well, I don't think anything's going to come of it for him, but I don't know that anything should. Again, I think there's a lot of politics that plays into this, but we'll see. What else you got? Well, there is a uh, a show that's rebooted that's on NBC, and I believe it's one of your favorite shows, Night Courts. Well, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite shows. Me and my grandma used to watch it. She loved, you know, Bull mm-hmm. and Dan, uh, John Larroquette and all that. She enjoyed the show, but I would not say that Night Court is one of my favorite shows. Like, if I really enjoyed it, I'd at least have watched a second of the reboot, which I haven't because I don't care. Well, it seems like a lot of people did care about the reboot and watched it. It came out Tuesday night. They did two back-to-back episodes, right? Yeah. The show opened at to a 1.0 rating among viewers, Yeah. and that's 7.39 million viewers that watched the reboot of Night Court. How about that? So 7.5 million people watched it. Now, let's see what happens in week two. Exactly. That's the biggest thing. Everybody makes a big deal out of week one a lot of people get ratings in week one let's see what happens when you have to carry it for 12 14 16 episodes are you gonna give it a chance no not at all no because i don't care enough about nightcore just a show that my grandma used to like to watch so we'd sit around and watch it i have no interest in that show they're bringing back some of the cast from the original nightcore i don't care if i didn't like it then why would i like it i didn't know it'd be just something to like reminisce and think about your grandmother i don't care 105.9 105.9 The Rock, Nashville's Classic Rock, Josh Ennis Show. So I have Adam Sandler tickets. I have Night Ranger birthday bash tickets. Forgot to give away the Night Ranger tickets earlier today. I was reminded of this by many people on the text. Hey, you ain't giving away Night Ranger tickets yet. Well, I'm sorry. So here's what you can do. You can get in right now and you can pick your tick, all right? You can have the Night Ranger tickets or you can have the Adam Sandler tickets. And the next person, you're just you you're stuck with what that the person didn't pick. Let's see here. 1059 the Rock, who's this? It's Chuck. Who the hell you think it is? <laughs> <laughs> we already know what what he's picking. So Chuck, I'm assuming dialing this phone for the last hour. <laughs> So I assume you want to go to the Night Rangers show, Chuck. Hey, am I going to go help y'all with it? <laughs> sure. I don't know. The whole time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they're going to allow me to do and not do. I don't know. But you oh, can be okay. there. All right, I'll be there. Later. Are you bringing shots? Yeah. All right, then. <laughs> Good. All right, so we'll, well, hell, Chuck, we don't need your information. Battle, and you were text buddies. So, <laughs> yeah. So we got all your info already, right? We got his info? We pretty much, yeah. All right, so anyway, well, Battle will text you, Chuck, all right? All right. See ya. (laughs) What were the odds of it being Chuck? Surprisingly good, I think. 105.9 The Rock, hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, it's Brett. Hey, Brett, you want to go see uh, Adam Sandler? 
Oh, that's all I get. Yeah, I'll take Night Ranger. <laughs> Do I have an extra pair of Night Rangers? Did we get? Hold on. Did we give away all the Night Rangers this week or no? Did we? I'm not positive on that. We I heard, no. We we gave them out all this week. Oh, yeah. we did. We don't have any more. Sorry. Oh, so you can uh-huh. have that. You know, no, you don't get Adam Sandler either. <laughs> You don't go, go, oh, is that all I get? That's a good ticket. I, I want to give it to someone who actually wants to go see Adam Sandler. And I think we're going to have more Night Ranger tickets next week, I think. Mm-hmm. I think. Let me see here. 105.9 The Rock. Who's this? Hey, it's Rob. Hey, Rob, do you want to see Adam Sandler? Man, I'd love to. I've been looking forward to going there. Well, then you're going to hey! go. Hey! Congratulations, hey! brother. Where are you calling from, I'm man? Good. I'm on 24, coming down to Lebanon. All right, where do you live? Clarksville. Oh, Clarksville. Good. Chuck lives in Clarksville. Do you know Chuck? I know lots of Chucks. Chuck my wood. <laughs> well, I'm not asking for a comedy <laughs> show. Let me put you on hold. You got Adam Sandler. Leave the comedy to Adam Sandler uh-huh. and Chuck, who is surprisingly brilliant. I can't figure it out, but the man has a gift. All right, anyway, Josh Ennis Show. More rock coming up. 105.9 The Rock. The Josh Ennis Show. Love Glenn Fry. Love the Eagles. Josh Ennis Show. I'll tell you what Eagles I don't love. The Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> tell me how much you really hate them. I just, I hate Philadelphia in general, so I really hope they lose to the Giants. Now, this weekend... Playoff football, of course, you can bet on BetMGM, like I'm going to be doing all weekend. Mm -hmm. So you've got Kansas City and Jacksonville. They play tomorrow. Jacksonville's a nine-point underdog in that game. I hope they win for whatever reason. Jacksonville to win? Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Also, put up a parlay with Jacksonville as well. Like, what is the parlay? So my parlay is Christian Kirk six plus receptions. All right. Uh, Evan Ingram, three-plus receptions. All right. Kirk to score anytime. All right. And Kelsey to score anytime. You're really relying a lot on Jacksonville's offensive players for there. Kelsey seems like a slam dunk. I think Kelsey's due to get into the end zone, too, because I think he's been kind of kind of dry mm-hmm. in that department. Let me tell you, I've been doing these parlays with Kirk for the past couple of weeks, and he's hit every single one of them. Yeah, Jilly likes to use Christian Kirk as well. Speaking of Jilly, wonderful better. It's fascinating. But anyway... I don't think Jacksonville's going to win, but I want Jacksonville to win. Uh, let's see. Philly and New York, and I don't think New York's going to win either, but I hope New York does. Philly is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite in that one. They were, of course, off last week. They had the bye. They play Saturday night as well. Sunday, really, you, I would say this is the premier matchup of the weekend. I know that Dallas-San Francisco is the nighttime, and it's Dallas and all that. Mm-hmm. Dallas is going to find a way to lose because Dallas – that's what they do. They don't win a lot in the playoffs. But Buffalo and Cincinnati, for whatever reason, I don't like Buffalo. I think their fans are annoying. I think Josh Allen is annoying, most notably, because he's cost me a couple of parlays. Therefore, you're on my list. I don't care that you jump through tables. I don't care that it snows there all the time. I don't care that your fans are passionate. And I don't care that you blew four Super Bowls. I don't care. My man Joe Burrow is going to go into Buffalo and take the W. They're plus five and a half. Well, money line on Cincinnati. Ooh. Cincinnati is winning this game this weekend. And then San Francisco and Dallas. I think San Francisco is going to win as well because now everybody's back on the Dallas train. Like, oh, you saw what they did to Tampa. Tampa blows. Yeah, Tampa shouldn't have been in the playoffs. They stink. San Francisco does not stink. 
the only question about that game in my mind is that Brock Purdy is on a gigantic stage right now. Mm-hmm. Now, last week he handled it. They won. That was against Seattle. Seattle's not very good. Let's see what he does. Like, you would think he's due to play bad at least once because he hadn't done that yet. Yeah. So we'll see. But I still think San Francisco is going to win that game. Do you think after if when San Francisco if San Francisco wins that game, do you think the the Brock Purdy hype train continues to roll? And there's that talks of him saying, "Hey, Trey Lance, who in the next season?" Maybe, uh, but ultimately, I don't care about that right now. I'm just looking at one game for betting purposes. So, yeah. San Francisco. I think San Francisco is going to beat Dallas. Just straight up. I think Cincinnati's beating Buffalo. I think San Francisco's beating Dallas. Philly's beating New York. Kansas City's beating Jacksonville. But I hope most of those are wrong because I'd be far more intrigued by the Giants. I think the Giants stink, too. So whatever. I just hate Philadelphia. What if the Super Bowl is the Jags and the Giants? Well, it's the Super Bowl, so I guess we're all stuck (laughs) with it at that point. All right, Josh, in a show. Tesla. Signs on the rock. It's Paul Stanley's birthday today. How old do you think Paul Stanley is? 72. 71 is Paul Stanley. The star child he is. Uh, But um, the worst scenario for me, this COVID was bad for everyone. Let me tell you just how crappy COVID was for me as it relates to Paul Stanley and Kiss, right? So uh, I lived in Houston at the time when the COVID happened, right? It really screwed me on multiple fronts, like just really quick. So I was out of radio for about a year at the time. And by out of radio, I mean just nobody would hire my ass. Like, oh, this guy's a troublemaker. So nobody would hire me, you know? And uh, I got an opportunity to do a show on CBS Sports Radio, right? Now, nobody listens to CBS Sports Radio, but it was an opportunity to have some maybe executives hear me, whatever. So the day that I did that show was, I think, a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Whatever day that was was the day that the NBA decided to shut down and then the whole world started going to hell. Nobody listened or had any clue what I did on that show. I was hoping I was going to do something great and some big radio exec was going to go, why is this guy out of work? And then they were going to hire me and whisk me away to New York. No one even knew it existed, right, because COVID was such a big deal. Mm -hmm. Then in that same week, My dad calls me uh, early in that week and says, Josh, uh, I got some tickets for you to see Kiss in Lafayette, which is about, you know, an hour and a half or so, two hours away from Houston. So really, he goes, yeah, Dad, I don't know that I can make it. They're front row center seats. I'm I'm like, well, I'll see you Saturday. (laughs) So that whole week, it's kind of building up, right? Like this COVID thing's getting worse and worse. And I'm like, ah, nothing's going to happen. Kiss isn't going to cancel. It's Kiss. It's Mm -hmm. money. There's no way they're going to cancel. And then we're in Houston, and I want to say on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, they decided to cancel the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, which is a huge month-long event, concerts and everything. And when they shut that down, I'm like, okay, this may not be good. Then the the next day, I'm sitting in a restaurant, and I start seeing all these cancellations. I decide to look at my phone, and sure enough, Kiss canceled. They, They shut it down because of the Rona. And um, and I'm like, well, good. They'll reschedule. I still have front row center tickets, Mm -hmm. right? My dad calls maybe two or three weeks later when things are really bad and everything's shut down. He goes, 
Yeah, the guy I bought the tickets from needs you to send them back because he's now broke and needs to sell them. <laughs> he needs to get rid of them and get his refund. I'm like, damn it! Why? Oh. So I have seen Kiss. I've seen Kiss one time, and that was in New Orleans many moons ago. I mm-hmm. met Gene Simmons, actually, in makeup and everything. It was kind of cool. But um, but that time I was going to have front row center seats to see Kiss on what was their farewell tour. For all the money that people have lost and jobs people have lost, lives people have lost, I respect your plight. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get to sit front row center for Kiss, and that sucked. 1059 The Rock. The Josh Innes Show. Back, back to work. Free money. Yeah. 1059 The Rock is here to make workdays suck less in 2023. It's the 10K Workday. Listen for your nationwide keyword at the top of every hour from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Enter it at 1059therock.com. And you could be a thousand bucks richer. 10K's getting handed out every single day. If you're at work and not around a radio, just tell Alexa to play 1059 The Rock. Or pop us in your earbuds on the iHeartRadio app. Listen, rock, and win. The 10K Workday. Every weekday on 1059 The Rock. Rock.com. Oh my God. Here we go. WNRQ, Nashville. Casting from the Moonshine Harley Davidson Studio. The Josh Innes Show. On 1059 The Rock. Nashville's classic rock. Hello, friends. Josh and Battle. So we do this, uh, we've been testing this out uh, every morning in the 6 o'clock hour. We play a Southern Rock song. We call it SoCo. A shot of SoCo every morning. Because I really dig Southern Rock. I think mm-hmm. our listeners dig Southern Rock. And sometimes I think we uh, ignore some of that with some of the great arts. The 38 Specials, the Skinnards, the Georgia Satellite. Marshall Tucker Band. Marshall Tucker, the, the Allman Brothers. You know, good Southern Rock music, you know. And uh, today we played Jackie Blue by the Ozark Mountain Daredevils, which is a solid jam. It's a southern rock song. It is a good song. Somebody didn't like that, you said? Yeah, somebody did not like that and sent us a message on the old Graham. Really? What did they have to say? This one came from Mandy. It said, Jackie Blue, question mark. What are we doing now? Playing elevator music? Well, Mandy, I'm assuming Mandy's a woman, Mm -hmm. so I'm not going to be too mean because you can't, I mean, if it was a dude, I could be really mean, but I'm not gonna, okay? But I will say this, and I I love the music we play on the radio station. I am a classic rock guy. I grew up listening to all of this stuff, just like all of you did, even though I might not have been alive in certain eras for it or I was very young. uh, I love the music. We all grew up with Aerosmith, and we all grew up with Boston, and we all grew up with the Stones and the Beatles and all these great classic rock artists. That said, if that's the song that made you go, what are we playing elevator music now? Do you not hear all of these police songs? <laughs> or do you not hear Billy Joel? Like, bless his heart, I love Billy Joel. Great concert. One of my favorite artists of all time. I regret to inform you that Billy Joel is not exactly Megadeth. Don't forget Elton John. Elton John. This is music that plays at a dentist. Mm. When you're getting... When someone's drilling your teeth, that's the music you hear. So I'm sorry that you were put off by the idea that the Ozark Mountain Daredevils are elevator music, but somehow every breath you take knocks your balls off. Sorry. Like, my (laughs) God. Are we playing elevator music now on the rock? My bad. I, I, I forgot that my life melts your face. I apologize. But thank you for listening, Mandy. I appreciate you. That's very nice. Now here's some rock and roll for you. ACDC on the R-O-C-K. Let's go. 
we're not going to take it. Twisted sister, Josh Ennis Show. What's going on, friends? How are you today? So, uh, you got the football weekend obviously coming up. I love that there's Saturday and Sunday. I love that I can sit around starting at like three in the afternoon tomorrow and just drink delicious beer and eat wings and watch football all day for two days in a row. So that's exciting. I'm looking forward to it, and I hope you all do the same and drink uh, whatever beer you prefer. You know, I, I'm a, I like Coors Light as far as my domestics go. Luke Bryan's got a great beer, this uh, Tulane uh, beer. Mm-hmm. I love it, and I, I go pick up a 12-pack. One of the places I find it, they got a nice little beer store there in Mount Juliet that I go to that's got it. And uh, I, I'm just going to drink beer and watch football. You know, Jilly, that's really her thing, too. She's basically a dude is what I'm getting at. She likes to eat, eat wings, drink beer, watch football, and she's not going with me to the Barry Manilow show tonight. You are. <laughs> so I so uh, <laughs> my wife has much larger balls than I do. Like, Sounds like Considerably it. <laughs> larger. She's staying home to watch wrestling tonight. That is like Her the- words. Her words exactly. I said, do you want to see, um, the sh- uh, do you want to go with me? to see uh, uh, Barry Manilow tonight. I scored some tickets. Do you want to go? She said, no, I'm staying home to watch wrestling. That was like the most dude answer ever. Yes, and that is my wife. So that's why you and I are going to see Barry Manilow. I'm excited. Which is the gayest answer of all time. (laughs) Is what it is, though. We're going to be there. All right, Josh Ennis Show. Stick around. 105.9 The Rock. The Josh Ennis Show. Simple Minds, don't you forget about me. From the Breakfast Club, Josh and a show. What's going on, kiddos? What was your favorite of the John Hughes movies? Home Alone. Yeah, I guess that is a John Hughes movie. He didn't direct it, but he wrote it. Like, when I think of John Hughes, like, I think of, like, the teen angsty movies of the mid-'80s. And then, like, um, I think he directed uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, I think. I know he wrote it. And Uncle Buck, did, I mean, did he direct Uncle Buck as well? I don't know. The man just knew how to write movies mm-hmm. that were successful. But then just to kind of show you how sensibilities change, then like one day you just stop writing movies that are successful and things change. And like your movies just don't do anything anymore. Yeah. Just funny, like you're, for a moment in time, and John Hughes, basically it started with Vacation. He wrote the original Vacation. It was based on a family trip that he took. Uh, and a story that he wrote about it. And then every movie he wrote after that, for the most part, was a hit. If he wrote it, it was a hit. Mm-hmm. And then sometime in the early 90s, that just stopped. And John Hughes didn't make hit movies. I mean, there was Ferris Bueller in the 80s and Pretty in Pink and 16 Candles and Vacation and Uncle Buck and all these. Uh, Home Alone in the uh, 90. All these huge hits. And then just one day it just stops. And that happens with singers as well. Like your your music's hot. You keep pumping out hits. And then one day... You don't have hits anymore, and like you, there's no reason, there's no rhyme or reason. Now it, it's all just because the sensibilities of people change. It happened to the hair metal people. Like hair metal from about the mid '80s to the early '90s was gigantic, man. The whole world was into it. Then one day, it just doesn't pop anymore. Like one day you're poison, and every album you put out sells millions of albums. Then one day, not only does it drop off? It falls off a cliff, yeah. and no one listens anymore. And your music's passe, and essentially your career is over. You know, and then you're an oldies act playing all your old stuff. Mm-hmm. It's funny how that works. I looked up John Hughes. I didn't realize he produced Austin Powers' Gold he, Member. He did. Yeah, I mean, that's but what I get, but I'm talking about movies he wrote. Right, like movies that are like John. Like nobody thinks of John Hughes and Austin Powers. I'm talking about flat out John Hughes. 
He wrote it. He's synonymous mm-hmm. with it. Like, nobody knows that he had anything to do with that. Yeah, because I was just looking up his Wikipedia page, and it was showing all the stuff that he wrote, like, you know, like you said, Breakfast Club and all that yep. other stuff. And then I saw that he produced that, and I was like, I had no idea. Well, there you go. All right, Jilly's on the way next. We'll see you. The Josh Innes Show. 105.9 The Rock. Your- Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.